Howdy. That's not how I started it. Hello. And welcome to the Poorly Poor, Poorly Educated Podcast. It's the podcast with with Michael Melangelo, aka Morgan, and Clorby Clonking, aka Fritz, and me, Ethan Whittle. Ethan Ian Whitfield. And it's this the first episode in a long time, that's why it makes no sense. Uh, Why are you combining mine and your names for your intro? How come I have to be half of you two? Because this is exhausting. Being are you, no, you're Ethan. And you use the hill. And uh, I didn't even know this, man. That's great. <laughs> Let's get married. Um, this is Poorly Educated. I'm Ian. I'm Morgan. I'm Fritz. And this is a science podcast and a smart boys podcast. We talk about smart boy things. We try to make us smarter and you guys stupider. And and sometimes that that flips on his head like halfway through the podcast, and and we get stupider, and you guys get smarter. It, what what would be an example of something we could say that would possibly make that event happen? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> so it's been like over a month since we've recorded one of these things, and I got I got nothing to talk about. I'm a different person now, though. Dude, I am also. You and I I've been have both texted each other that we have gone through transformative states. I've been doing some reading. Uh-huh. I've been doing some. I read a book. According to your mind, I've been doing some mushrooms. <laughs> I read a. I, I, I do some mushrooms. I've been reading uh, this. I, I read this by uh, Michael Gunger. Changed my life. Best book I've ever read. Probably my new favorite book. Also read Pete Holmes's book that came out. Also I, changed my life. I prefer read, uh, reading your tweets about the book this because I don't like when you say Michael Gunger. Michael Gunger. Uh, it's uh, or Vishnu Das. That's his other name. See, I can't possibly. Give I already him. made fun of his white person name. I can't possibly make fun of his real ethnic name. So it's I, not I his real name. That's so, his fake name. That's what Ram Das, a spiritual teacher, gave to him because because Michael Gunger had kind of become a brand, and then he didn't like. But Vishnu is his real name, right? No, Michael Gunger is his birth name. Uh, his spiritual teacher Ram Das, uh, Richard Alpert, his real name was his birth name. Uh, his spiritual teacher Ramdas gave him the name Vishnu Das, which means servant of God. Interesting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been reading that. That changed my life. Really made me like see the bigger picture. P. Holmes's book gave me made me like uh, gave me like a different understanding of God and like all these things. It's just blowing my mind. Different ways to look at the uh, look at life. Uh, uh, you're, you're talking about Pete Holmes' new book, Comedy Sex God. Yes, where comedy he talks sex about God. being a, a sexual icon in the comedy community. No. It, it, people read it as comedy sex god, but those are three. It's, it, there should be commas. Those are the yeah, it's three his fault. Things. He didn't put and commas. Comedy, he means comedy. Sex, mostly it's about masturbation and the shame he felt growing up Christian. And then God is not necessarily like Christian. It's just like this. It's With, the shame God feels for masturbating on us. <laughs> but it's crazy. It's it's so good. Um, but it seemed, uh, as someone who uh, generally doesn't read uh, that type of book, I am interested in Pete Holmes' book. Yeah, I think you would like. That's enjoy not it. generally my jo- my genre, but from what I've heard you say about it and what I've talked uh, with, um, no, it's gone. <laughs> it seems it seems it seems like a good book, though. Yeah, it is. Um, but on that, this is poorly educated. We got to talk about some things. I don't have that much to talk about. I do want to talk about the dream I had where I had mice in my pants. How many mice? <laughs> a lot. Too many. What kind of pants? I had a dream I was in a junkyard and. Uh, I could feel stuff moving around in my pants, and I reached down and into like where my butt was, and it was 
like an extra butt. There's like a padding of, of, of constantly moving swarm of mice. They were like World War Z zombies swirling on my butt. And I would grab one and I would throw it. And I'd grab one, I would throw it. And I kept trying to get them off my ass. And I couldn't. And I just want to know if there's any dream readers out there, what this mean? <laughs> <laughs> what could this possibly mean? Were they trying to infiltrate? Or were they I don't think they were just trying to be like a second ass. So they were leaving your hole alone. They were leaving my hole alone. But they were moving all around, and also like sometimes when you're dreaming and you have a sensation, it's because it's happening to you in real life. What was happening to me? <laughs> uh, you were being molested, obviously, <laughs> by <Jesus>. mice. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> if, what what people what dream readers mean is that dreams mean their literal interpretation. Your mind can just see it without opening your eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't. I don't know. Do you have something to talk about? <laughs> I, uh, this I, is a mess. I hope I do. Be Welcome back. I have a book. You gotta not panic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sweaty. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first poorly educated we've recorded in just about five weeks, and um, I do have a good bit. I want to start out with something that I think is so fascinating of a would you rather. So, Fritz, this is something great for you too. Okay. Um, I don't know where I saw this. Probably read it at some point. Would you rather be the smartest person on earth or the dumbest person on earth? Here's the change, though. Uh, wait, I, I forgot. I, I was going to say it from memory. Your current intelligence stays the same. So Wait, what? Would you rather be the smartest person on earth or the dumbest person oh, so on earth? Oh, so everyone else scales up or down. Right, but your current intelligence stays oh, the dude, same. Oh, dude, that's really easy. I would rather be the dumbest. I don't think you would know. No. Like, after, well, okay. after you so picked, if, you would if, have no If mine clue. didn't, if I was like, if it was like, I'm the smartest person on earth, I wouldn't take it. But like, like, like I scale up instead of everyone else. But because everyone else is scaling up, I'll be the smartest, I guess. I could just be quiet about it. But do you want that responsibility? It's not responsibility. No, wait. If no you one be, has to if, know. Wait. Your intelligence stays the same, yeah, right? I'm staying the yeah. same. Yeah. You, you're the, well, yeah. You don't wait, change. Your this, mental state doesn't change. Is this changing history, too, or is this suddenly happening? This is suddenly happening now. That means so if you become the smartest, like everyone's that. dumber than, than you. Right. Like, people that are working on, like, NASA are now, yeah, like, like, you're more qualified for the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you are no more qualified than you are right now. Exactly, exactly. And there's the other part to it where if you suddenly become... No, but I am qualified. I am more qualified if when this changes because everyone else is less qualified. Yeah, but... but so if you, I went to NASA like, and was like, I work on this shit, they were like, well, you're the best we got. Let's fucking do yeah. it. Well, he's, he's saying that you're not more qualified than you are today. I but am. you're more qualified relatively to. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could get to, you can get the job, but do you think you can do quantum mechanics and get? But stuff no one to else space? can. That's just NASA's not going to be that anymore. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be me with a cup of dirt trying to figure shit out. <laughs> where, where would you have the highest demand? Is the new smartest person on the planet? Like probably like. Is it somewhere like NASA? It probably would be something like logistical. Oh, like you know what's interesting yeah. about that is I we can't I couldn't stay in this career. Because this creating art, creating things is reliant on people understanding. Like, it, like I couldn't create a, a movie. Like, I couldn't create a film. No one would fucking get it, and they'd think it's stupid. But you know, the other thing, you're a fairly smart guy. So, the the bar there could be a lot of people just under your level of intelligence too. That's so you true. can kind of play onto that. It doesn't mean they're the dumbest possible. Yeah. So with you being a smarter than average person, that means that. 
You know, yeah. you also don't want if you. Is pick, there still that wide of a range? That's what that. That's what the question is. It's like, yeah. is there a shit ton of really dumb people, or is everyone just a little bit less smart than me? I would guess that the spectrum continues to exist at the same scale, right? Yeah. So there's some really fucking dumb people. Oh, absurdly. The the amount of gravel there that already will have is. to be replaced. So it's just <laughs> kind of scary. I think the world would fall apart around me, and I would feel cursed. <laughs> you took you said yes i want to be uh i'm i already am dumb i'll be but the dumbest person on earth that's uh, a vet, vet like you, you're like a vegetable and you can't do anything no but you, you're your stays the everyone same. else just gets smarter oh yeah yeah yeah. so it's kind of like i forgot about that so i'll do that one Honestly, it's very but, altruistic of being like you know what i'll sacrifice well, my own is, my own life but intelligence can't really can i can i learn from those people you can, can my let, intelligence grow up because it is. You can, but let's say that the scale continues. So at the same pace that you learn, the rest of the world. That's great. Will I would. I'll do that one because I love learning. Oh man, I love yeah. knowing. Just new continuous things. learning, and then everybody's yeah. automatically going to learn it too. That's honestly the best. That's answer. amazing. I would do that one. You can single-handedly shift the course of history by just making everyone like smart. And also, as fuck. yeah, everyone's fucking smart on Earth, and the world's going to be so much better because everyone's smarter than me. Yeah, everyone's That's smarter than you. Wait, and where does this start, though? I want to know the logistics. Oh. Is a baby born smarter than me? Because <laughs> that's fucking crazy. They're like, hmm. Let's say kids' suicide rates would go up. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's oh an interesting God. way of saying I bet I'd commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would no, you would choose, Morgan? That. Oh, God. That one's... It, it became really simple for me and easy. Uh, as someone who passively likes to learn but isn't as uh like obsessed over it as ian as you can probably tell i think i would choose the smartest person solely because i would have the best life personally that i think i can have because then i could go and decide i could decide to do anything that i want not that i don't want the help of other people but it immediately opens any door i can imagine i guess i'm just thinking yeah. of not my like right uh, like the world is gonna get a lot worse i don't want that it definitely does. So, but, but that would make me suffer because I'm so smart. Not, or I guess I'm the same uh, intelligence, but it would like it would affect me and make why uh, it, you can be intelligent but suffer a shit ton, and I think suffering would go up so much. Yeah, I think understand like the the ability to understand the situation just improves the amount that you can suffer over it, right? So like. Almost the ignorance is bliss conversation. The the smarter the entire world is on the other end too, it does kind of lead to I think people will think more and people will probably empathize more, which is good. But there's also the downside of the average person might not be as happy with the complexity of understanding on their backs. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it. I think for me, it's easily the uh, be the dumbest person. What, on what about you, Fritz? Dumbest, definitely. Wow. So, but that's basically you're doing that as a sacrifice almost. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 but not that it, big of a sacrifice because I'm not incompetent. Yeah. I know. How and to it's get not like everybody's going to become brain surgeons. And, if so, when and, you choose and that theoretically, option. hopefully, it's not exact skill. Uh, intelligence does not, in like directly relate to morality or anything. But hopefully, people will be intelligent enough to not fucking like make fun of me and like be like you fucking dumb like that's kind of a dumb thing to do <laughs> it's, un it's, it's unproductive and if i understand that everyone else is going to understand that so i recognize that there's like I, I i kind of like that no one person is better than anyone else so so will everyone else everyone else will understand that too 
No, they they may understand it, but they not they may not act on it. I mean, they, there's a reason that some special ed kids get bullied by smart kids in high school. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, people are forgetful and they get cocky. They let other things get in the, when they when you have extra storage, you can live in a small studio apartment. But when you have a five bedroom house, you're gonna put stuff in those bedrooms. I think for me, there's no downside for the being the dumbest person on their thing because I have so much to learn and 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 every, and the world's gonna progressively get better. Hopefully. It definitely does get better, but I, th I think there is an argument to be had for I'm going to have like a four-year period where not that much is too different, like before changes can really start affecting the world, where I'm just going to have a lot of fun. You know what that means, though? Like Donald Trump's going to be smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Uh -huh. He's already smarter than me. What, does, it, <laughs> does it change? Like you're in a relationship, <laughs> so your girlfriend, I, I mean, she – most She's already smarter than me. But would you let her be dumber than you? Like, that, like if I imagine my answer, if I were in a relationship, that's basically me saying, I want my already smarter girlfriend. I'd like you to know less than me now <laughs> for me to manipulate you. Yeah, probably not. I'm, I'm fine with them being smarter than me. But you don't, you don't think about, so we've talked about like the nameless personas and like how it affects all these just general people out there. Think of your boys. Yeah. You're automatically making us I mean you're giving us the edge. We now have the edge on you. Yeah, everyone is already a bit smarter than me. Yeah, that's not true. You're that's not true. And shut up. I'm I'm going to give you the I, people are smart in their own in individual ways. That's I'm not true. Say it's there's it's a also hard to it's right. hard to generalize this into like anything. But uh, you're definitely smarter than me. Exactly. There's different ways of everything. I don't know. Well, I I'm, I only said there's different ways. I'm not necessarily ways I wasn't smart. Say smarter than I feel like I'm getting a lot of, like I'm like an old person. Like I'm getting I'm getting some wisdom in this past year, and right. not, I'm not saying a lot, and I'm not trying to suck my own car. Uh But <laughs> I'm but there's some like I I, I'm not, I just still shit at math and 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 you have an incredible memory for numbers and shit. And like an interest in uh, statistics. Yeah, and that's only useful during sex. I mean, what am I going to do when I'm not mastering? <laughs> <laughs> People, are, uh, there's like a when you talk to guys and they're like, "This is such a non sequitur. It has nothing to do with anything." But uh, <laughs> when you talk to uh, like guys and they're like, "It's like, oh, would you, would you like be gay with this guy or something like that?" <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, Who are your they're friends? Like, no, I don't like dicks. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't put a dick in my mouth or anything like that. Or like I'm, I mean, like they act like the dick is the terrible thing about, like is why they wouldn't want, why they're not gay. They, they're like a dick is. Will you pause like, just for one second? Yeah. What do you think he's about to say? <laughs> I honestly don't <laughs> know. Your opinion. What do you think I'm about to say? I can't fucking imagine. Guess. Your best guess. Are you gonna say kissing the guy? No. Is the no. worst thing? But it's worst just the, the, the masculine energy. I'm fucking, I'm not scared of a dick. I have, I give a man a hand job every day. So I'm not scared <laughs> of, a, of a penis. But You're about to say a little penis. It's, it's like masculine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared of a little penis. The bigger it gets, the scarier it gets, man. That, one, <laughs> that one's got a, a snaggle tooth and I want it away from me. But uh, Oh my God. But I'm... Um, like it's masculine energy and stuff that I'm like not attracted to. I'm not attracted to a dick, and that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> so guys don't know what they're talking what, about. What, what, I, what, I th- <laughs> what I think you're trying to say is traps aren't gay for you. What's a trap? It's a guy. It looks like a girl, and then you get the pants off, and it's a guy. I guess it, gender pronouns are interesting, so I'm not just – I'm going to operate. Mm, that's interesting. I don't like – yeah. But if it's – Because I don't know how exactly gender pronouns work with traps I, either. I don't even know if trap is an offensive word, if I'm being honest. I, I think traps used as a term as – like I use it as an official term. Like General as, Akbar. It, it's yeah. a guy who <laughs> – he 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 ends good. up I mean, like he, he hadn't seen acquiring female traits. What he he acquires female traits like and well, not just feminine just, traits, yeah. but like boobs. You know, like uh, the, you you could, but you know, it's also it comes it's just, down it, to like no matter which way, I guess. You if you think it's one sex, and then once you get to an intimate moment, it's not. Is that what the trap is? I I thought I knew, but now I feel like I don't anymore. There's anyway, just a lot of questions. He, anyway, that I never just proved that he's smarter than us. How? <laughs> what were you trying to say? <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. Let's talk about something else. I got a little notebook here, and I don't know what's in it. Let's discover. Let's explore. Can I ask you, you and me? You and me, audience. What? All right, so we've been kicked off the pod. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Let me ask you this real quick question that's related to what you said, but l- slightly less gay. Um, when there's this thing that happens with guys, so like I'm not an overtly like sexual person right so I'm, i don't think that i like sex but I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who's like every girl that walks by i'll say something like can you imagine her panty i can't even think of the words to say but when guys like say can that you to imagine you, her panties <laughs> <laughs> just picture that panty on their own no woman attached sitting in a drawer <laughs> fucking oh dude her Yo, does she her fold face. or does she scrump them and just throw them in there it is funny to say oh i'd love to see her without those panties i'd love to see those panties without those her. panties without her <laughs> but when when someone says that to me oftentimes i i just like don't feel that this is asking you a re- very revealing thing. Your girlfriend doesn't have to listen to this episode. But when, when <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, that <laughs> but she could. When like a freaking smoke show walks by, a dime piece, a straight up ball and a bean, are you are you horny for her? <laughs> no, what does this mean? No, no. Do you? No, ever- I'm not an overly sexual being either. Like I okay. like, I mean, everyone has those things, but like. I, I guess I don't. That doesn't really happen for me that often, unless their personality is attached to it. Tell you me. what, the I have more like thoughts in my head about man. I could see myself falling in love with this woman yeah. and like us going to the movies and like having the same interests and honestly having this building relationship versus more. Oh, uh, you know, I could see her panties in a yeah, drawer. Right? I could see her panties. <laughs> yeah, in a I mean, I, I like I, I could see a certain girl and be like. I could imagine me and her sitting on a bus and I'm looking out the window and I'm, uh, she's next to me and I'm holding her hand and I don't really look at her and I don't know she's there, but I can feel her presence and it's just comforting knowing that we're looking at the same thing. But I don't really necessarily... Right. Really, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like, oh, I'd like to squelch in her buttocks. Or <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, I feel like I can't come without that bus thing that you said. Not that specifically, but I, I need that a little There's bit. There's an element of, uh, yeah, just like... I'm attracted to their personality more than... Yeah, and because... Or, I, them working together. 
wait, working the working together and, and in like physical, it's more of a turn on like a two D platformer if, kind of way. If, if you're daydreaming about a stable relationship. Oh, all right, we're all cute. I just want to make sure we're all cute together. You can go in with your notebook thing. I don't know what to talk about, dude. There yeah, are so many words book, everywhere. In that uh, no, but like, ooh, okay. One thing. Uh huh. I was uh, like in this uh, by Michael Younger or Vishnu Das. Um, he talks about uh, like it's it's a lot of it is about like the interconnectedness of everything, like the universe. Thinking of the universe as one thing instead of. Uh, like separateness being an illusion in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and like a lot of it like even scientifically um and he talks about no one thing being fundamentally separate from any other thing uh like a, a you it, it, to think of the human body as fundamentally separate from the earth is as arbitrary as thinking of a flower petal as separate from a flower and he used the analogy of like an ocean, uh, it, like seeing a wave and trying to like be like, oh, that's a really beautiful wave is like curling and trying to scoop it up and take it somewhere else. You can't because a wave is not anything different from uh, from the ocean. It's the ocean waving, and human beings is the fucking universe doing what the universe does. It's people are just a universe peopling, and uh, <clears throat> and we're not like. There's no firm boundaries in our bodies, like separating us from anything else. We, we feel like our bodies are like separate because our nerve endings end at our skin. But other, that's just like, but any firm, there's, if you look closely enough, there's no firm line between any one thing and anything else. And everything is interconnected. Everything is like a, a brain implies a body and a body implies mm. like organic matter, which implies an earth, which implies a universe and so on. And like, you can't create a person just by adding up their separate parts. It's about the connection between those parts and the connection with everything, all the energies in its environment, which happens to be the entire universe. Well, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But, um, I just think it's really interesting. Like, I've I've talked a lot on this podcast about like the different stories and illusions of things, like how the ego is an illusion or things like that. But it, uh, realizing how deep that actually goes and how like any binary view of anything is pretty arbitrary and unnecessary and then they're it's pretty much an illusion everything is just one thing and like the human being he he used the analogy of the human body being like a waterfall Mm -hmm. where we look at a waterfall and we see it's we see it as one perpetual thing like we a waterfall is a noun instead of a verb but each piece of water is different in every and at any given second right right and it's just an arbitrary distinction to call to describe it as like this is one thing instead of the water. No water molecule is the same in any given moment in it. And it's the same with our bodies, like constantly changing cells. There's like, like uh, quantum, like leaping electrons and Mm -hmm. all these different things that are constantly moving. And it's just everything in the universe, just being a wave of uh, just being motion in the universe. That is kind of uh, one of the most beautiful things in the universe and like of people specifically is our ability to be compatible with each other and our our ability to uh, 
uh, not just communicate, but work together on different projects. Uh, and that's happening at like a particle level as well. So our, our ability to not just be one particle of water and be a part of something greater than ourselves is elemental and is it's fundamental. A, you have to, like everything, like it's like a giant, the universe is like a giant game of Sudoku. And if you change any one number in it, it would change everything. Everything is reliant on anything else. It, like uh, the fucking, the depth of your belly button is f fundamentally like connected to the size and shape and color of a rock on a planet in a different galaxy. Everything literally relies on everything else. It's right. we've heard of like the like butterfly effect, but it goes so much deeper than that. What do you think if I put you in a, in a sandbox? You're God. I put you in the Earth sandbox, and I tell you to remove one element entirely. What element do you think causes the most divorces? <laughs> I think, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything. right. It it's would everything. change everything. It would. It can exist. Like everything is exactly how it is because of everything else you can't separate any one thing without dismantling the entire the entirety of everything the entirety of everything that's a great episode title for this podcast uh we can also go with there's probably something good and gay that you said a couple minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> something good and gay <laughs> something good and gay and then the entirety of <laughs> and parentheses. In parentheses it's kind of like that drawing board episode randy spits in our mouths and in parentheses it's 109 pork chops <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that was a that was a pretty big tangent and but i mean a lot a lot of the book is just about loving this like learning to love this instead of wanting that like anything like one any um, suffering comes from attachment and desire for anything to be something other than what it is and i like i've been like practicing really like trying to love this instead of like holding on to desire for that or like mm -hmm. basically living in the now and well, well it, it, this is actually super interesting like y you are someone who is constantly seeking not just new information but almost enlightenment what what do you think it is about you that makes that search maybe more important than it is for someone like me or fritz where it is important but you make it actively important versus passively it obviously says a lot about your personality. It's but. it's weird. I mean, yeah, it's just like trying to find uh, things that I feel are fundamental, like truths of the universe that are helpful if you can get to that. But it's also weird for me because it's kind of like a paradox, or at least I haven't gotten to the point where it's okay, where I, I learn, I'm learning these things, and, uh, and I, I have a desire to like, want other people to help to give these in what I learn and the insights to other people because I see them suffering and I want them and I want to help them but not everything that's going to work for me is going to work for them and the attachment and that itself is an attachment that I have to get rid of the attachment like but it's really hard to see like someone suffering and even like on like like super depressed and not want to be like oh this is it like like here's all this like this has helped me yeah but i can't fucking you can't force someone to believe someone you uh, you can't change someone's beliefs right if right. they're not ready for it yet mm -hmm. or and it's also not a matter of feeling like i'm superior or bit like trying to like lose the ego is me being like i don't 
I don't feel superior or anything. It's not one one way of being is better than any other way. It's just been helpful for alleviating suffering. And if that's the goal, then it, I, I think it is probably the best path for it is to kind of like let go of attachment. Uh, but but the, it's you you can not desire anything and you cannot want anything while still loving this. Like mm -hmm. the universe right now in this very moment is perfect. And people can, you can say like, what about all this like racism and bigotry and suffering and stuff? I, 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 and to that I would say like, how do you feel about those things? I, I imagine you probably don't like them and you want to like fight them and resist them. And that is part of the perfect, that is part of the perfection is you're yeah. resistant to those things. Mm -hmm. You're resistance to those things. So it's just like, really trying to love this moment instead of like desiring something else. And you can, like it's, uh, Ramda says it's being uh, pa p passionately engaged, but disconnected. Hmm. You know, it, it, it is it's interesting like, because it's adjacent to a lot of the stuff that I'm going through and a lot of the things that I think I'm changing about myself, where I said earlier, and you quoted me earlier about me going and not doing anything that I don't want to do. And that comes from, I don't know, that comes from a feeling of obligation from a place that I don't understand. And I'm trying to reverse engineer where that obligation comes from and why I feel obligated to be someone who isn't me. Yeah, I mean, and that's a huge thing for me is like uh -huh. looking at something and really trying to get down to the bottom of where, like the story, what story am I following? And is it helpful for me? And where is it coming from? And uh, like most of the time it's just illusions and it's they're they're not objectively real things but they're important things and it's not like we can get rid of uh all of these stories that like they, it helps us exist as a species and cooperate and thrive and yeah. they're extremely important but it can be really helpful to separate yourself from this and you know the, the the unfortunate thing in that situation is that things are often as real as they feel you know and it, if, if something feels like it's there it at least kind of is. And that's so a big it, thing. You have to treat it like it does until it's. And that's a big thing that, like, I was, like, Pete Holmes, the comedy sex god, Pete Holmes's book, he, it, a lot of it is him just sharing the teachings from what he's learned from other people, other teachers and stuff. And that's probably what, if I wrote a book, it would be, like, because I don't mm -hmm. have any original ideas at all. But I guess no one really does. Wisdom is just, like, thievery, and you just, like, learn and adapt it to yourself and find other words to express it. But he talks about, uh, metaphors like uh, uh, metaphors being not any less true he said like uh, uh, what he learned from a certain uh, teacher is that like he says God is a metaphor and he says and, and he, he's like listening to this guy on a radio show and the guy's like the other guy that is like so he's like not real and he's like that's not what I said I said God is a metaphor and he's like that means like he's not real and he's like give an example of a metaphor and he's like, the, uh, a deer, the man runs like a deer. And he's like, no, that's an analogy. A metaphor is the man is a deer. And he's like, metaphor, it's like transrational. It's a way of describing something that transcends true or untrue. And his like definition of God is that God is a metaphor for a mystery that transcends all human categories of thought, including being and non-being. And it's like, it's just really interesting to me. Like, it's not irrational. It's, it's transrational. It's listen, it's crying to a song without any words to it. 
It's it's like you can't like it, it's just things that can't be broken down. And a metaphor or like a myth isn't untrue. It's like t- literalism is such a surface level way of finding meaning in something. Like literalism is the least fruitful interpretation of a moment. If you can just look at something like you know, but th- there there have been so many moments in my life where. Uh, I have approached it with non-literalism and I've approached it with like a complex uh, pattern to find a a meaning or an answer or whatever it is. And sometimes literalism as an option away from that can feel uh, super refreshing, I guess is probably a good metaphor. Yeah, I mean, that too, that's what I'm saying. Like if you can strip away all the stories and meaning and stuff, that can give you another perspective that can be helpful, but both both ways can. Yeah, definitely. Looking into like the meaning of something is, can be extremely helpful. and I, I, Pete Holmes talks about it being like looking at life as a story and like watching, he talks about watching Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and when he's watching Breaking Bad, like when you're, when you're watching Breaking Bad, you like, you're so invested, like intense, like you're watching, like you're losing your shit. Like you're really engaged in it and you're like watching like, Hank about to get shot by the two guys. And, Whoa! And uh, <laughs> and you're like you're you're scared and you're it's you're so into it. But also there you, there's like the part of you that's realizing I'm not Hank. I'm not like I'm safe. I'm not gonna die. Yeah. I'm just watching something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just an observer watching a thing, and you feel disconnected to it, but engaged. And that's a very helpful way to examine your life because I mean you are not your ego. You're not like you're the aware you're the person observing these things and to just be able to like watch watch your life and be like like when when you're going through some suffering and it's it's terrible in the moment it's impossible it's almost impossible to think this way uh-huh. but if you can be like one of the best ways to like make yourself laugh is just be like this is like something terrible can be going on. You're just like, this is a good episode. Like I wouldn't like, I don't even know what's going to happen. This is like, right. I don't know what's Pete. How's Pete going to get out of this one is what he says. And it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's helpful to be, because you can still be loving and care about the thing, but at a base level, be detached from it. So you, there's less suffering. See, I, I, I have trouble with that in a lot of ways because the, it, the detachment, it, it, it may take away the some of the suffering for me personally, but in, in a lot of ways, whether it's like a breakup or even if I'm not going through anything specifically and it's just a general feeling of suffering, um, I feel like if I don't let myself really feel those moments, uh, I also just put myself in this perpetual pattern of suffering as well. So this is insane. Yes, uh, he also. I mean, he talks about that too. There's he talks about how he just had a general feeling of malaise, mm-hmm. like nothing, like was super wrong but everything was just kind of off um and then realizing that you can look at that and work with it like yeah it, 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 it's not something wrong with you it's something deeper inside of you as a, working as a signpost pointing you to like right this is like you're on the wrong track like when you when you feel kind of like down about something maybe it's because you should maybe it's because something inside of you is like this mm-hmm. like it's trying to point you in the direction of like your truer self and yeah uh when you can work with that that's why i don't really take i don't i don't i stopped i took antidepressants for like a month and i stopped and 
part of it for me is like, it can, they can be, and I'm very pro antidepressants. I think they can help so many people. Absolutely. When, when they make it. But for me personally, when it's, when it's mild enough to where it's a discomfort, but you can learn to work with that discomfort and use it as a signpost to point you in your life and be like, all right, what is my depression have to tell me about my life right now and where and like what direction I have to go in to work with this depression and like use it as a signpost. Um, and when you can do that, that is like really when you can kind of dance with it and use it a, a, as an instruction for like where you need your life to go, it can be really helpful. So I like kind of, if I'm feeling down about something, I like trying mm -hmm. to f like figure it out and what I have to do to work with it and using it. But for some people, it's so bad that it's, you can't function. Right. And you, if, if you're like suicidal, you, you have to use, use, you can use antidepressants to calm it enough to then work at the core of what's wrong. But right. sometimes you need that to calm you down. So it's, it can be really important for other people. And but while on that topic. For me, it's just a general malaise, I like to use it. It, it, it's so specifically important that like w when examining different methods, even outside of antidepressants, just different ways of helping yourself or j just how someone can personally pull themselves out of something, whether it's an antidepressant, whether it's a vice of some sort, like whatever it is and not supporting anything too crazy negative here. It's important to just understand that the argument of, well, I did it without antidepressants or I did it without blank means nothing to that yeah. person just whatsoever. If you're going through something, you are the one going through it from start to beginning. You may be feeling depression and they're feeling depression, but how your depression formed and the way your mind works is so different from them. Yeah, and that you're weird. saying I mean, like, oh, well, yeah, just like it, time or like it's it's I hate I hate giving advice for that same reason, because I people giving me advice seems patronizing in almost every way because of that and obviously we've dulled down like we're, we're depression and things are duller forms of suffering but they're still suffering than like you know, starvation and the things we worked like years ago like uh -huh. in the past human humans have like had to deal with immense like tragedy and suffering and like in on like an extreme like life or death level and these things are duller forms of that but they are still if it's what we have it's what we need to work with like right, right. it doesn't like you're not gonna I, I, I do sometimes feel that like it's weird to use the word suffering like uh, because I have like anxiety like mm. it, it can, it's not is it okay for me to walk up to someone writhing on the floor in agony and be like right there with you buddy me and you yeah. <laughs> like I I get scared sometimes like where I'm, are you in this scenario <laughs> but you know what I mean like it's like <laughs> where someone's just writhing in, at your job <laughs> like someone like in like in yeah. pain and be like preaching to the choir buddy i get scared on car rides sometimes or just something like that like sometimes i can't sleep at night mm -hmm. it, well, yeah yeah it, it but, just... but it still matters to you and you can't it's not devaluing the more terrible shit to value your own there in physical health um, I, I understand mental is physical, but in physical health, like surgeries or a lot of medicine, there are objective realities, but there are very few objective realities in terms of personal well-being and ju just accepting that <laughs> what you did is different than what they're about to do and what they did is different than what you're about to do is going to help both of you kind of move on. Uh, but it does have that side effect that I talked about earlier where uh, anytime someone gives me any piece of advice, I'm listening. 
but every second of it just feels patronizing. And I also, I yeah. give people advice if they need it, but I'm so self-conscious in the moment of giving it because of, of that. Not because yeah, I don't exactly. think it's gonna work, Me but too. just be, yeah. yeah I, like, just, and I want, and it's so difficult because I wanna like, especially when it's something that is like, really helped me it's like it's so hard because i see people and i like that i really really love and they're going through terrible things and i want to be able to help them so badly and realizing that i can't but even that is like uh an attachment that i need to get rid of and just kind of like do what i can and if it helps it helps and if mm -hmm. it, and if it doesn't i'm like it's still just I'm doing my bit and I'm yeah. doing but what I can. Your, your potential to help is oftentimes so much greater than the potential for any hurt. Like it's usually like a zero sum game in that direction. If it doesn't work, generally speaking, if you didn't say anything harmful, the person isn't often worse off. Not that you should cavalierly spread <laughs> <laughs> words and misinformation, but it, it is it is super, super interesting, as is this podcast. Now we are, and Ian, I mean this when I say it, Five weeks out from doing our last episode, we're Ever? 41 minutes into this one. You canceling me? Huh? <laughs> five weeks? Oh, from doing our last episode. From I thought you were saying we oh, have yeah, five, the way, five yeah, the weeks way. and then we're doing our last episode of this <laughs> yeah, show. The, yeah, the way you made it sound was like, w in five weeks, we're not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> in five weeks, we're replacing this podcast with, well, really, it's it's the same podcast. It's poorly educated, but Ian and I are being fired. and it, It's going to be Fritz with our empty mic sitting on the chair. Uh-oh. Uh we look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for listening. This episode's kind of being cut short just a tad. We have more to talk about, but we have another episode being recorded in just like a couple days. Sorry, this was a weird one. I'll get back on track of my head. I, I like. Back I, I think weird ones are just like really descriptive of who we are. It's yeah. like us panicking or us like in whatever. In whatever I'm really interested in in the moment, and it and it changes. And I like being like goofy and stuff, but there's it's a balance. It's who I am. So it's it's fun. Yeah, and, and anybody who is listening to that, like, don't worry, he might change too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you don't like him now, he's gonna be a complete fucking different person. I said, right? exactly. Give him another five weeks. I, I, I don't know if you saw like my social media post about that, about me like right. I, you liked it. I oh think. yeah, your your the Twitter is a is it a tweet? Is that that's what it's called? Uh, yep. Okay. Oh my. Yeah, you God. tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> tweeting him about like writing and stuff, and I wanted to write a comment, but. Yeah, but like, like I keep I, I'm trying to create stuff right now in my life and this podcast included and then but the, something that I'm writing right now is really personal and stuff and I get and I get to a point where I'm like, all right, this is pretty much done. And then my views on what I was writing about change entirely in like a week. And I'm like, I need to restructure this. But I think that flow is part of it that like wisdom and like and being able to look at art and work and creating art a big lesson in it is becoming comfortable with contradictory ideas and like these things they 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 conflict and they contradict each other but when all these different ideas can be expressed at like a hundred percent without sacrificing another and you can find peace with that i think that's how you like create art <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna it's this all of my ideas are gonna change, but it's still, this is like a fragment of that. What I 100% agree with everything that you said. Two 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 things, and then we'll end. Uh, one thing I want to say: what a terrifying uh, thing to tell someone when you start dating them. <laughs> uh, also, past then, uh, you become so much. I I love this so much. This is one of my favorite things about the podcast. We've done too many episodes to count. 
on a lot of things. I mean, we have counted them, to be clear. I just <laughs> I don't want to count right now. Um, you've become so much better of a speaker over the last couple years, and I, it's not exclusively the podcast. Oh, that's absolutely that. true. But I still stumble a lot, and like, especially when I'm really passionate about something, I'm like rambling and going really fast. And it, well, your, your your only problem now is speed. <laughs> I, yeah. I think you get so excited. I get, sometimes you throw them up. I a get little manic, bit, and I also took a B pill, so I'm shaking. Yeah, you got to stop taking those before episodes. No, I love it. Maybe because I don't have creative energy sometimes if I don't. Um, <laughs> but, but, I need it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. If, it, and it's all of us too. Like if, if you look at our speaking patterns and just how we communicate properly at the beginning of the podcast, 2014 versus now, I think we all do it so much more confidently, so much better. Yeah, I also didn't really talk to anyone, and I've had a yeah. These have allowed that to happen, and also listening to people talk, talk. more and yeah. be good at it helps. So Dude. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. We're uh, gonna do an episode with Riley next, which we're looking forward to. He's supposed to be here this morning. Very disappointed, but we're gonna see him soon. More episodes coming soon with Rilo Wren on its way. Fritz, thank you for coming. Fritz, do you know how this, how we end these episodes? Yeah. Are you ready for this? What is it? You know, you know it. Yeah, I think I do. Come. <laughs> 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 <la